Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today I have back on the show is Monica Grego, and she is going to give us an update on what's going on with her and her children who have been taken away from her and given to the father. So I welcome you back, Monica. How, how are things going? Um, well, um... Uh, I just want to be specific to everybody. The case has been open for six years. It's been open since um, the removal date of April 18, uh, 2016. And um, I've completed my end of the plan that I that I know of. Um, and Mark, the father, has not completed his end of the plan. There's, there's numerous documents that show that... Um, he was supposed to be assessed for domestic violence and anger management classes and his progress on those classes and completion by, I want to say, mm, let's see, Gloriana Wolfgang, Amanda Rocca, Victoria Senna, and now Alessandra Newbill, four caseworkers. Mm-hmm. And um, these caseworkers do not hold him accountable because they do not hold themselves accountable. So um, that's why we're here, because um, they gave us a safety plan, and they didn't hold him accountable to that safety plan. And um, the same agency that polluted against us is giving him wraparound services. The same wraparound services that I requested over six years ago. They're giving him housing, the same housing that I requested over six years ago. I recently requested the girls' benefits. We were struggling to pay the bills and support the kids without their benefits. and. Um, I really shouldn't even say we were struggling. I should say I was struggling because mm-hmm. Mark was still spending his money however he wanted. And I was still managing everything, making sure the rent was paid, everything was paid. So um, it was mostly me struggling. And, um, you know, the sad thing about this all is that they did push us to divorce. They're still pushing him to divorce me. Um they still do not want to prosecute him. They still want to return the children to him, even though they know he's neglecting them right now, as we speak. They're, they're, they don't have a bedtime routine, and all kids need a bedtime routine. They don't have three square meals that they eat. The house is not clean, so they have no sense of chores. That means they don't know how to do no chores at all. They don't have proper education because he takes them to school, and they come back home, and I'm pretty sure throw their bags on the floor or something, and um, he plays video games all day long still. He uh, is watching porn and uh, actually has this uh, porn star named uh, Evia, Eva, Eva Lovia, I think, or Candice, I don't know, something like that. She's on Twitter as Eva Lovia or something, and... Um, he has her picture all over the place. Like he's in a real, real relationship with her, even though everyone knows she's not real. I mean, she's a real person, yeah, but she's not uh, in a relationship with him. <laughs> she's not mm-hmm. going to be in a relationship with him. She has her own husband, I think, in her own life. She's, but she's still a porn star, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just sad that the courts are not seeing what's really happening. They're not seeing that. Um, I try to reach out to his mother for help. Um, and his mother 
she knew he had problems. She knew he, you know, molested his brother. You know, when his brother was a child, they were both children. His mother never got him into therapy. And, um, you know, I've never really talked about this before, but when his brother was a baby, you know, he, I was trying to take a nap and he got on top of me and started trying to dry help me. And I'm like, get off me. What are you doing? I told him I'm trying to sleep. And, you know, um, I was angry. I was angry with that because, like, you know, he knows what I've been through. And to, to violate my trust and the respect I had for him by doing that to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I did a lot of things I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have just excused it. I shouldn't have um, just keep, you know, safe face, basically. Um, I should have reported it back then. Um, but now that I'm thinking about things, you know, he, he hurt his brother when his brother was a kid by molesting him. And he did it to Holly for the same reason that Holly and, her, and his brother, they both don't have a voice. They're both afraid, obviously, to come up and speak about it. That's why his brother retaliated against him by going after his, you know, Mark's wife, you know, Mark's uh, girlfriends, you know. He wanted his own revenge for that. That's the reason why he went after me. That's why the reason why he went after you know, Hurt Holly because he's hurting so bad because of what his brother did to him. So what Mark did to him that he does not act, but he don't want to come forward for it. And, you know, it's bad that this, that this department, this uh, state, you know, New Mexico, the state of New Mexico does not want to do what they need to do to protect kids. And they lie about it too. They lie. They use this language that, um, this grandiose language that makes you believe that they're actually caring about these kids. When we know, we feel it, we can sense it in our hearts that they're lying about everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I just, I'm hoping that, you know, my attorney just emailed me and um, somebody about another hearing coming up in a couple of months. We're hoping to um, be in a better place by then. Um, some of the community property stuff is settled already. Uh, the only thing we have left is um, maybe the truck, mm-hmm. if I decide to get it. Um, I did ask the uh, mechanic to pay some mechanic lien on it because Mark's never going to pay the truck to get it fixed, to get it going. Mm-mm. Um, the sad part of this is, you know, another, my, one of my other concerns is Comcast. Like, I don't understand how they can allow a porn star to send internet to somebody that she doesn't even know. And I don't even know, I think she's paying the bill or he's paying the bill, somebody's paying the bill for him to have internet, for him to keep looking at porn. And um, for, as for CYMD and this whole court they're completely excluding me out of the case as if I don't exist they're treating like I was dead in the court twice now my attorney just confirmed that that they did have court so they did have court without me and um you know I, I really just wish this judge would search her heart and her soul and realize that you know what you don't have to be a broken system you choose to be a broken system. You choose to fail these families and these children. You choose to destroy people to the point of no return. When people commit suicide, that's because they've been destroyed and broken so badly. 
And at the end of, you know, when God comes, when the system changes from government to God's system, it's not going to be the same. It's not. You know, what, what the government and the courts and the system is doing right now to people, it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I have a couple plans, you know, and now, that we, now that we're in a new year, a couple plans to try to push. I want to push every, every single state representative in every single state to take a look at your book, Marianne, and... Uh, you know, I, I really want them to have that book in their hand. I really want them to study it and look at how they can change. Because they're always pushing for change anyway. We know that. Mm-hmm. That's what they do they write laws all day long. Mm-hmm. So they can push for this parental alienation charge. We can push for a bill for it to stop in every single state. Because there is so many people that are being alienated from their children. And it's wrong. It's wrong. And mm-hmm. let's be honest. Therapy is not going to fix it. No. Psychotropic medication is not going to fix it. Because when that kid gets off that medication, they're going to be normal again. They're going to be able to feel again. They're going to be able to think for themselves. Everything they couldn't do before, they're going to be able to do it. And what are you going to do then? Mm-hmm. When the kid can finally think for themselves, when they can finally speak for themselves, um, I'm an example for that, you know. I took Tegretol. My mom said I had seizures. When I finally went to go get tested for seizures, I drank all the Coke. They gave me so much Coke. They gave me so much coffee. Let me stay up that year. And um, the doctor finally told me, he said, you know, he said, your seizures are not, they're real, he said, but they're not, as, they're not real, like, as in diagnosis, he said, your seizures are stress-induced. They're caused by stressors. They're also caused by caffeine, by sunlight. Mm-hmm. That's it. But he never told me he was going to take me off the medication. How old the medication. were you then? I'm so sorry. I was, I was five years old when I started taking Tegretol, or oh. you can also call, call it carbamazepine. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I seen a lady commenting one time on Facebook and she said that, you know, that most of her life she had been so consumed by all this medication, all this therapy. And that's kind of happened what happened to me. That's why I really don't want to go to therapy anymore because these therapists they don't listen to you. They tell you the same thing all the time. And frankly, let's be honest, there's no therapy for a mother who has a shaken baby mm-hmm. who has a child with that kind of syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've blamed me so many times about that. And, you know, we did the best we could. We trusted my mother-in-law mm-hmm. to be a, a good grandmother. We thought she was going to be a, a good grandmother to Holly. And she let my brother-in-law, Jake Holly, and she excused it. And so did Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office. And so did State New Mexico Children Youth and Families Department excuse it. They gave us a parenting plan or they, or they suggested specific things. They returned Holly back to our custody 
so I know they can return my kids back to me. Do they want to? I don't think they want to. I think they want to adopt them out illegally like they do the rest of the rest of, you know, they had a chance for guardianship though. You know, I filed seven of the guardianships. I, I mean, I helped my attorney on working on seven different guardianships. And after that, I said, okay, no more, no more. Mm-hmm. And then when the guardianship with Bernadette did not work and they kept on saying she wasn't comfortable with it. I don't think she wasn't comfortable with it. I think they were not comfortable with it. They don't want to find a resolution at all. Mm-mm. They want to give the kids to Mark so that he can fail them the way they've been failing them so that they can try to petition again in court later on, t- five, ten years from now. Oh, we're, we're here to um, adopt the kids out. And I'm not going to let that happen. I will sue the state and, and, and you know, go as far as I need to to get them shut down. Mm-hmm. get their funding cut whatever it takes whatever it takes right the funding needs to be cut and i'm almost the i've interviewed you several times and it seems like they have a personal vendetta on you they do and i really believe it's because of what my mother said in my records uh some of my records are on my facebook page um facebook might not even show them to people or they might hide them but I have them, and I can find them eventually. It takes time, of course, because my phone still does this weird thing where it kind of hides my own records, my own pictures and stuff from me. I think it's doing that to everybody, actually. But um, my mom and my dad, they wanted to blow up CYFD. Mm-hmm. So I knew in 2019, after I sent out, you know, in 2018, I sent out the season desist letters. And in 2019, we were at the uh, new office over here off of Indian School. And I knew when um, the state police told me that um, the caseworker said that I, or someone said that I was going to blow them up. I'm like, no, that came from my mom. That mm-hmm. came from my mom and my dad. That's how they felt about you guys. Yeah. That's not how I feel. I feel like, you know what, you do your job or you quit your job. Mm-hmm. That's it. Do your job or quit it. You don't like it, go work somewhere else. And if you like your job, then do your job. Mm-hmm. And stop putting emotions into, you know, your job. You know? Right, and their their own subjective thoughts. Yeah, it's it's just I mean they I mean what they they're what's bothering them so badly is that no matter what they've done to me in my heart, my soul, my brain, physically, every which way. They can't beat me. They know it. And they hate that. And it's just like, why would you want to destroy my life any more than it's been destroyed? I mean, I've lost my mother. I've lost my father. I've lost my grandma. You know, my grandma was waiting for Esmeralda to come home. She was waiting to see her, to give her a hug, to let her run around and play in her house. And, you know, she wanted to see Holly. Holly took an interest in grandma's stuff, you know. I had a lot of nice Barbie dolls. She used to collect, um, you know, the holiday Barbies. Mm-hmm. We collect those holiday Barbies for every single year. She had mm-hmm. so many of them. And, um, of course, my dad's prison art, because he, he did really good prison art when he was alive. Mm-hmm. She even took the baño that he gave me and um, kept it for herself. And I'm sure someone got it by now. But... um. 
you know, um, my dad, you know, he had hopes of rebuilding my grandma's house and we were all going to live there, all of mm-hmm. us. Um, my, my brothers, me, and the kids. My dad was going to be with his family, with, you know, us. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't work that way. It seems like all they do is just destroy people's lives. They don't better them at all. No, they don't. And these services that they claim that, that you know, to help or this, that, they don't. These services don't help. I mean, I have one therapist, you know, that was the CEO of um, Attachment Healing. I wish she'd just come back and work with me again. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what her what her goal was with me or what. But I wish she'd just come back and work with me. Her name is Michelle Coleman. I got her confused with a different Michelle Coleman on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, Michelle Chan got us together and showed me that this is the wrong person. <laughs> it yeah. just was like so confusing. Cause like, I'm like, uh, the therapist wouldn't add me as a friend on Facebook, right? Mm, no. So, you know, it was just me getting confused. And it, it, I guess it happened to me. But, um. Mm-hmm. I'm suspicious of everyone nowadays. It's so hard because I didn't. I wasn't like that with people. I used to trust people, mm-hmm. and now it's like I'm always on edge, thinking that someone's just gonna backstab me. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. You know, and I'm still an advocate for people. I still want to help the public. Still want parents to um, let go of this fear that these agencies have caused these people. You know, but um, we, you know, we can only do what we can do to, to educate people. They have to want to read this stuff the way we have. And, you know, I mean, well, I'm only came far because of reading. Reading reading is so important. And that's one thing I want to push on my kids is that, you know, you're not going to get nowhere unless you read it. Mm-hmm. You know, Esmeralda, you know, with her writing. Like right now, my main concern is that when my kids don't have their glasses. They haven't had their glasses in over a year. Uh, I've sent out numerous emails to see what I about their glasses, even their supposed chain of command, even the assistant to the cabinet secretary. I messaged the governor about this. Mm. I mean, there's nothing else I can do other than what? Kidnap my kids and take them to appointment myself because the department won't do it? I mean, I think it's been either two or three times the CSA has um, put my kids you know, they're transporting my kids now because I spoke out about that. Mm-hmm. But she's buckling, she's she's not even buckling my kids. I have to buckle my kids. I'm like, if I have to buckle my kids, they should be home with me. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Whatever I do, whatever I'm doing for my kids, if I have to do it for my kids, send them home with me. Mm-hmm. Clipping their nails. If I have to clip their nails and he can't even clip their nails, send them home. There's no excuse. There is no excuse whatsoever. There is no reason why he should have the kids. I know he hurt Holly. I know he hurt Holly because she still doesn't want to put clothes on. Mm -hmm. She still has that same anxiety that she had when he did what he did to her. Mm -hmm. And I think he did it when Esmeralda was asleep. I have to honestly believe that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. He waited for Esmeralda to be asleep so she couldn't defend Holly. Mm. Because if Esmeralda was awake, he would have done it. And there's now, now I don't know if you've seen my Facebook lately, but there is a picture now that clearly shows Esmeralda sitting in between his crotch. Mm-hmm. I saw that, yep. On a tablet, 
and it's at the APN office of all things. Nobody in that place that supposedly supervises parents ever had a concern about that. I'm like, are you seriously telling me you didn't see the improperness, even in the pictures? There's mm-hmm. so many pictures I posted. There's a family picture of me and Irene and him and the girls. We all took together. And I realized something. I looked close at the picture. Irene is basically touching Esmeralda's private part, and so is he. Oh, they're so both sick. doing it with and they're both doing it with a smile on their face. That's terrible. I'm like, I'm like this department can cannot see. Are they blind? Do we need to give them like ultra vision or something? Because I mean, I know if it was their kids, they'd have concerns. I know if it was their kids, they'd be all over the news. Mm-hmm. The news would actually gladly take their story. Kim mm-hmm. Bias, she's a she's a news anchor here in Albuquerque. She's actually from Berlin. But um, she, she she ignored my email of misappropriation of funds. I'm like, are you seriously telling me that I have to provide numbers to you? You can't investigate that? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, to me, it's just such a coincidence how, you know, the things that I've asked for, like, you know, um, they lied about Independent Resource Center, saying mm-hmm. that, um, that I, um, me and Mark refused the service. So I went back and going down to that agency. I told him, I said, do you want to be known as an agency that lies, that, that refused services to people? Because CYMD is saying that you refused, that we refused your services that you offered to us. So I said, I've never received an email from you saying these are the services that your caseworker recommended for you from our company. So I, you know, the lady that I met with, her name is Sue, and she, she said, we don't know, we don't want to be known as that kind of agency. We are not that kind of agency. And I said, okay, then you need to help me correct this because this agency is lying about your agency. So she did. And mm-hmm. I posted that publicly. People could see that, you know, this agency, they just lie. That's all they know how to do is mm-hmm. lie. I'm like, how, are you, how, do you even, how do you even think you're going to get to heaven if you, all you know how to do is lie? Like, where are these lies getting them? Like the CASA. She is mm-hmm. such a habitual liar. And I have to mm-hmm. literally say that right now because everything she has said is a complete lie. Mm-hmm. And the worst part of it all, she's a single parent and she's divorced. Mm. So what does it make her? I mean, to tell me, to try to tell me how soon I should push my divorce, how soon I should, you know, get a place. Like, you know what? If they wouldn't have committed fraud with my kids, it'd be a different story right now. But they did. They know they did. I mean, um, foster parent doesn't just get $2,965 for a child, just like that. Mm-hmm. She goes to court and announces that she has a new business, a business nobody even knew about. It's like... That is so corrupt. And the thing is, with all of this, it's all these incentives for foster care, all of this, it's all greed. Congress needs to crack down on this and they need to write a new bill and they need to change this. But I don't think they're going to. I don't see it happening ever. Mm-hmm. I see, I see, what I see is we're going to have to take back our kids, literally. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to be the kind of parents that stop fearing jail, stop fearing police, stop fearing all these people in office that make us fear them, make us actually want to listen to them, 
and we can just go and get our kids. Say, okay, mm-hmm. all right, we're taking our custody back. We're taking mm-hmm. our kids back. We're going to go and take care of our kids the way you haven't been for six years. I, I really think it's going to go that way at some point. It is because people are getting tired of this, these agencies doing what the hell they want to do with our kids and our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, I think I brought this up before on maybe one of your shows before, but the mom that shot that foster uh, caseworker in Vermont that year, I think it was in 2018 that she did it. It's going to end up coming to that. People are just going to come out with their guns and just going okay, you're gone. And it's, and it's because people are tired of, they're tired of doing everything they can possibly do to get their children back. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because all they do is just frustrate these parents that a lot of them didn't do anything wrong to deserve this. Yeah, I mean, I can think about, like, before this happened, before we got to the FCM and everything that year, I thought about it. I'm like, okay. I reported my cousin because she didn't get her daughter the counseling that she her daughter was asking for when she was asking for it. She told her to get over the rape. Mm. That's what she told her at 17 years old. And CYFD went down there and, uh, you know, I don't know how what she told them or what, but they ignored it. And now her daughter's a wreck. She's an emotional wreck. Mm. And I lost all respect for my cousin because, um, and we used to be kind of close, you know, she was, um, she was my godmother for confirmation. And, you know, I just couldn't respect her after that because she knows that, you know, we, we all were, um, molested by Alfred Eugene Gutierrez, my uncle, my cousin Renee, my cousin Rhonda, and me. Mm-hmm. We all were. And um, so she knows she should have been a better parent to her children. And she should have got her daughter the help she was asking for. You don't tell your kids to get over it because you don't get over that. Mm-mm. You don't get over it ever. It doesn't matter if Shaylee went to that party by herself and was at the wrong place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Rhonda's friend was there. Rhonda's friend that was supposed to be her friend didn't even stop it. And he was a man. You know, and sometimes I think about my mom, you know, I think about, did she do this to me? Did she ask me to report that because she thought they were going to actually target me this way? Because mm-hmm. right now, I don't see it as concerns. They don't have nothing to be concerned about anymore other than their wallets, mm-hmm. how much profits they're going to get. That's all they have to be concerned about. I mean, if you go onto my YouTube channel, we had a video on there where we recorded uh, Victoria Senna checking the house, and you could see how quickly she checked it. You could see that she was really in a hurry to get in and get out. Uh, we didn't record the last time they came to the house, but um, they seemed to like it, and I did the best I could to make it as safe and comfortable for the girls and happy. But and we were supposed to get reunification on July what July twentieth, July twenty first, mm-hmm. something like that last year. 
the judge again listened to the GAL and um, the GAL told her, oh, let's keep the case open until December. I'm like, uh, no, we don't need to keep the case open until December. You already destroyed our family. What the hell more do you want? Blood? Right. They just want to destroy them further. That's what they're doing to these kids and these parents. So, I mean, that's why I keep trying to tell people, you know, if Esmeralda gets behaviors from now, if she does something drastic, don't come to me. Don't tell me that, you know, oh, um, you need to help us with um, Esmeralda. What are your suggestions? Because my suggestion is to send her back to her mother. Mm -hmm. So her mother can be a parent to her and show her the right way of doing things. You know, this, um, I, I just have a feeling that Esmeralda's going to do something drastic if she doesn't come home with me. Hmm. And, I'm sure, and Mark, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sure a lot of kids do that, that we don't even hear about on the news. You know, it, it, that's not even reported. Nope. Nope. You know, and, um. I worry about Holly. I really worry about her because she can't speak up for herself. Mm -hmm. She has autism. She has a brain injury she's never going to be able to get past. She can't answer questions. She can't ask questions. There's a lot she can't do. And I'm very concerned about her getting, you know, when she reaches puberty. I'm very concerned about that because he can't he can't take the place of mother. She needs her mother there so that she can have someone to, that will understand her, that will guide her. Mm -hmm. There's a schedule that I made for her that when she does start puberty, he's not going to ever use that on her. He's going to call his auntie or he's going to try to really find a girlfriend. And mm -hmm. I don't want women in that house with him, with my kids especially, because... Half the women he's going to pick are going to be people that have been in group homes, people that have uh, been abused or neglected themselves, just like him, and people that are probably narcissistic and smokers and drinkers. Mm -hmm. What a shame. So I, I, really, I mean, and I don't care who he moves on with. He can move on with whoever. I just want to make sure my kids are safe. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and like, even if I do go at this next hearing, Oh, for the final time, speak to the judge for the final time. Hopefully, she, hopefully that she's going to hear me. Mm -hmm. Well, I pray the judge hears you. I pray she does too, because if not, I'm going to push for her removal. I am. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never done, I've never done what I'm about to do. You know, I've never really worked hard on pushing for a judge's removal, but this judge, if she doesn't do what's right, if she really doesn't hear me with her two ears that are on her head, and if she doesn't really see me with her eyes that are on, in, in her eyeballs, in her sockets of her eyes and her face, and if she really doesn't have emotion or have a heart, I'm going to know it. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to push for her removal. And I'm going to really push hard. That means if I have to meet with Democrats, even though I don't like the party itself, and I don't agree with them, I'm going to do what's hard. I'm going to do what's difficult. And I'm going to get her out of office. 
Mm-hmm. Because if my rights get terminated and he gets those kids and he gets to abuse and neglect them like he's been doing for four, going on five months now, mm-hmm. I will make sure that judge gets removed off that bench. And she should also... Care. Yeah, she should also be labeled a child abuser because she's she is perpetuating the child abuse. She's right along with it. Exactly. And um, she doesn't care. She does not care as long as she gets her pay. And that's not what judges are there for. They have judicial canons for a reason. Mm-hmm. They need to follow and she's not following. She, has, she took an oath, doesn't even follow her own oath. She don't even um, uphold the Constitution, so therefore, her courts are not real. Why CYMD would, would, would go in and attend court without notifying me, without giving an actual order of what they're talking about in court, the cost of the GAL? Like, they want me to turn this, attend this court. I told my attorney again, I said, I want my case file. I want my records. I want everything that has my name listed on it, and I mean that. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's from the GBL, I don't care if it's from the CASA, I don't care if it's from Lynn Pearls, I don't care who it's from. I want what's mine, what has my name on it. Mm-hmm. If it has my name on it, it's mine. You have been through so much, your kids have been through so much, you have such a strong faith in God. I don't know how you do it. Um, well, you know... Every day, I'm always asking God to help me, you know, if Mm -hmm. I'm tired, if I'm stressed, if I feel lonely, if I feel depressed, if I'm, you know, um, every time I think about suicide, I've thought about my kids, you know, suicides in my family, you know, my my aunt Teresa, she killed herself and um, she left my cousins for my auntie to raise them and um, didn't go too well. Mm. And, um, you know, in 2018, I thought about suicide. But when I closed my eyes, I could see my kids' faces, and I could see them screaming and crying, mm-hmm. begging and begging me, you know, looking for me. And I was just like, I can't do that to them. Mm-hmm. As tired as I get, you know, can't do it to them. I don't have the heart to do that to my kids. Um, I love them so much, and you know. You know, I, I understand, you know, they, they think that, oh, you know, she can't parent Holly. Oh, yes, I can parent Holly. Mm-hmm. I do have excuses to parent Holly. Um, I don't make excuses for Holly. Even though she has autism, I don't make excuses for her. She she knows that with me, she's going to get consequences no matter what. Mm-hmm. She knows to pick up things when I tell her to, and she does it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't protest with me. Um, you know, with me, they know that they have structure. And I've, I've made sure that structure continues because they need it. They need it. I needed it when I was a kid and I didn't have it. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just, um, I just gotta just keep, you know, doing that, you know, doing the structure they need so that they can be, um, responsible teenagers, responsible adults. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when I was really feeling depressed after Connie wrote, uh, was talking about the GALs and how, how they um, excuse the noise um, and um, 
so I started writing a poem called The Erased Mother mm-hmm. because I really feel like that's what they're trying to do to all mothers. They're trying to erase us all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I really don't have a problem with, you know, man or gender or nothing. But it's like, you know, what really bothers me is when, you know, Congress or state representatives, they don't really want 50-50 shared custody. They want mothers and fathers to be against each other. Mm-hmm. Because um, I did ask my attorney before I finally opted out of the guardianship, I asked her, I said, um, um, what about 50-50 shared custody? Cause then, and I asked her that after after I went to the roundhouse and I was trying to push that bill to happen. Um, and she said, they're not going to do that. And I said, why not? She said, they're just not going to do that. And I said, okay, then there's no deal. Mm-hmm. There's no guardianship. And that's what made me really want to tap out the guardianship. And then when I finally realized it was it was a setup, it was a trap, you know, the guardian, the, the guardian ad litem basically just wants his money, regardless mm-hmm. of what he says, regardless of child's best interest. No, there is no child's best interest. There's the guardian ad litem's best interest. There's the cost's best interest and the court's best interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I tried it. I asked him, I said, oh, okay, so what if we, what if we don't want this guardianship? What if we just want our kids home? And, um, they told us at mediation, they said, um, well, you'll have to leave empty hands with just um, your kids. I said, we'll take just our kids. They wouldn't budge, though. That's when I finally realized it was a trap, and I shouldn't have never even agreed to it in the first place. Mm. Then I realized they put people in our cases that don't even belong in our case. Like uh, this Casey... uh, a Savage Frey person. That's that's Carrie's sister, some relative to her or something. And she was in the guardianship meeting and she even was not even supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And someone else I want to call out too is you know Elena Fernandez or Hernandez, I'm not sure which one it is, but um she still won't tell me why we have 33 referrals. Like who the hell's reporting this thirty three times when we when we began we only had twelve. That's how crazy. Get, how did we get to twenty? Mm. Or twenty one? Oh, how did terrible. we get to twenty one? It wasn't them that did it. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones that are calling calling reports in purposely and probably even lying about me. Oh, you know, there's got to be some justice. I really hope you get these kids back. They, this is only making them more confused and fearful and more anxiety. They don't need this. Yeah, Holly's really, um, like this, this last visit, she asked for Elmo. So I'm hoping that dad did not throw away her Christmas present I gave her. Mm-hmm. help me pay for and mm-hmm. right now you know we're we're going to be trying you know david's going to take these classes and um we're going to see about trying to get the kids home with us mm-hmm. and hopefully mark will get his rights terminated and he will finally get arrested for what he did mm-hmm. 
because he didn't finish his case plan. CYFD is right about that. He did not finish his case plan, so he shouldn't have gotten parental rights. He shouldn't have had the kids placed with him. But they're so contradicting. They are so contradicting. Like, how can you stay in emotion that he didn't complete his case plan and then place the kids with him like he did complete it? You know he didn't complete it. There is no evidence that he completed it. You could search through his whole email account. Mm-hmm. And you could see. The FBI could even see that if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They could see that there is not one certificate for domestic violence or anger management because he didn't do it. There's an, he started it with Dragonfly with me, but he didn't keep going. I told him, I said, you need to keep going to this class. Mm. He told my therapist, Elizabeth Ewins, that you know she was a previous therapist. That's another therapist that Amanda ruined her relationship with, Amanda Vraka. She ruined that whole therapist relationship for me with them a little bit by trying to get her to sabotage my case, and she did. Uh, But he told told Elizabeth Ewins, he said, I'm not ready to open that can of worms. And she said, well, you need to to be ready to do that. Hmm. And that's the problem. He was never ready, never ready to talk about why he raped his brother or why he, you know, raped Holly, why he, you know, probably did something to Esmeralda. No, he's got to be brought to justice. I, I just don't know why these judges can't see it. Why can't it be handled now? It's not that they don't want, they can't see, they don't want to see it. Right. They don't want to see it. They prefer families to be broken and destroyed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, would, I would really feel like, you know, I do just feel better to know that this department, after 30 years, would actually want to do what's right for my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm right, and I think I am, but if I'm right, they give my cousin Lisa back her kids, her four mm-hmm. sons. And she was homeless, and she was a drug addict. <laughs> they gave my cousin Alfonso back his kids. I think some, maybe one or two of them died, maybe in foster care, maybe out of foster care. He was in federal prison. <laughs> so, I mean, the only thing they have against me is the fact that I'm educating people. hmm I know the laws now. I know my rights now. That bothers them. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think? You know, I was going to be stupid all my life. I was going to, you know, believe you all my life. I mean, I go back to when I was a kid and I remember what they didn't do for me. Dennis Drucker asked me at the TPR trial, so what did the department not do for you? I said, well, you sent me back to my mother so I could, you know, keep running from the rapist all my life. Hmm. Eugene never stopped living with us. He never stopped living with us. And um, my mom still took his side. Still defended him. You know, um, Hmm. there was still, you know, abuse because of him. That was in 1991 that happened. We are in 
2022, over a decade later, and they are still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we really need an ombudsman office for CYMD. We really do. For New Mexico, we really do. Because if there was one, and they actually did the right thing and not called CYMD and not side with them or not call anyone else and did actually did their job as an ombudsman office, they would see how many cases CYMD has failed mm-hmm. purposely. <clears throat> can you tell so people? Yeah. Can you tell people what, people what an ombudsman office is and what it does for people that don't know? Um, it, it actually investigates CYMD or DFACS or any other agency that they want to call themselves. Um, they get your complaint, they investigate it, and um, if it's actually a real company that really cares about kids, I believe that it, um, you know, there's, there's, that's where they take the justice from, you know, mm-hmm. they're sending kids and reunify the family mm-hmm. and at the same time if they have a caseworker that didn't that they know that they didn't do their job there's maybe i think maybe what 10 or more cases where that caseworker failed families they fire them mm-hmm. they fire them and they get someone new that is that is certified that is um that knows their job and does their job and doesn't uh use auto-reply emails to ignore families like CYMD's done to me lately. Mm-hmm. And they want to know me that's what they do. They put their auto-reply email mm-hmm. right on. And, and oh, I'm out of the office from this date to this date. No, you're not. You're still there. You just don't want to answer me. Oh, they're terrible. Well, they're terrible yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and I just want to say something something more that I haven't said. Um, to the public is this so I finally you know one of my friends well he's he's Mark's friend but he's more my friend now than Mark's Um, I was talking to him on the phone and it came up the state bar in New Mexico I always wondered why am I getting all these roadblocks why everywhere I turn am I getting this, this thing of people not wanting to listen to me or do their job so we found out that this lady named uh, Cassandra Burlot, if I'm saying it correctly, her name was Cassandra Cruz, and she works for CYMD. She works for the State Bar of New Mexico, and she works as a court clerk. So, can we understand how there's why there's so many roadblocks because? There's that person that works for three agencies that are that she shouldn't be working for. You cannot be a clerk, a director for the state bar, and a CYFD worker all at the same time. Mm-hmm. That is illegal. That is against the law. Mm-hmm. That is a major conflict of interest for so many people that she's come in contact with. And people don't know this. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. Um, also, Alison Pironi, she was my mother-in-law's attorney. She's the director of the Children's mm-hmm. Law section of the State Bar of New Mexico. That's why 
she doesn't care about children. She doesn't care about families. That's why she keeps on doing what she wants in the court system. Why the judge let her cut me off in one of the, one of the court um, hearings when my mother-in-law was still alive. Why mediation never went through. Why um, this disciplinary board for New Mexico always finds everything when Allison Pironi does? Unfounded, unfounded, unfounded. Mm-hmm. Everything that... Um, Everything I reported has gone unfounded. And it seems like the Civil Rights Division is doing the same thing. They, they go from having jurisdiction to not having it and not caring about the complaints. Mm-hmm. Do we even have a real civil rights, civil rights division in the Department of Justice? Do we have real people working there? They'd actually give a damn about us. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, someone else that was also on that board of the state bar directors was my uh, fourth court-appointed attorney, Andrea I. Gunderson. The same attorney who told me, I recorded her, I have a recording, I can send it sometime and you can listen to it. She's the one that told me that there is no constitution in these courts. If no, there's sickening. no if there's no constitution in these courts, then they're not valid. They're racketeering enterprises need to be closed down. I yeah, uh, I feel they should be abolished. Completely abolished. Completely. I mean, they need a demolition truck to knock them all down. Mm-hmm. Knock them all down. Forget the infrastructure. They don't need no infrastructure. They don't need no more funding. They don't need nothing. They mm-hmm. need to be closed completely down. And uh, I'm I'm so sorry. If they get to be on the board for the state bar and be an attorney, no, it's wrong. You can't do that. You cannot do, and you should not be able to do that either. It's completely out of control. Judge Ward is on the board for a lot of other things too. I cannot, haven't found it yet. I did find it before, and I lost it. I should have screenshot or something, but. She's on the board for a lot of things hmm. in the court system. And that's why they say she's so respected. I'm like, no, she's not respected by the public. The people, I don't respect her. I don't think she's a good judge. If she would have been a good judge, she would have seen everything that was happening in the case. Mm-hmm. It would have been present the whole entire time and not had Ted Martinez or John Schopner as presiding judge. Or special master. I mean, you can't even, she couldn't even participate in a termination of parental rights anyway because she wasn't present at these court hearings. She doesn't know what's going on because she's not present. Hmm. She's not listening. And you cannot allow CYFD to testify against me. There's not even a jury trial. There's not even a jury trial because she refused it to me, telling me that I will not get one in her courtroom. That's why I have refused twice to go to court because if I if I can't get a jury trial, then we're not in a real court. Right. Because a real court gives you a jury trial. Mm-hmm. And they don't keep none of the documents from you. Every document that has your name on it, you get it. 
mean, I filed recently, let's see, the last year, it was last year, I filed a um, obvious corpus, I think, or something like that. No, it was a written mandamus, I filed it. My attorney, I don't know if she told them to ignore it, I don't know if they, why they ignored it, but they did. Judge Ward ignored it, too. Been emailing her now that I have her email, and she ignores a lot of my emails. And I can tell just by her response in court. Mm. Email comes in from me and it's ignored. Mm. And I just don't know what it is about me. Why, like, of all people, why, why, why are they, what are they getting out of continuing this with me? I just think you're a target. This you're a target. Bad, though? I mean, this, this bad. bad? This, that, like so many people, so many cases that are actually important. Mm -hmm. They want to keep on after me. Yeah, you think they'd find something better to do with their time. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like, like there's so many kids out there that really need the help. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> and, and, and buying kids gifts. This whole thing of buying kids so much gifts, so much toys. No, that's not what kids need. They need their parents to be there. Mm -hmm. That's all they want. And they want happiness. They should be allowed to enjoy their childhood. And these family courts are just destroying their childhoods and their memories. Yep. That's why these kids are confused. And, they, they're, and then, of course, they have parental alienation. People are the father or the mother. I don't know which one. But, you know, because it's different for every, every parent. But, mm -hmm. um, you know. It's either the mother that's doing it to the child or the father. And it's like, why? Why do we, why do we have to go through this, you know? Why do I, these people not want peace? Why do they not want harmony? That I don't know. I don't know. I think they see you as a target. They pick out a target and they just keep putting the target through hell. Well, I mean... I mean, I want to leave everybody with this, you know, and I just want to say this to everybody. The best way that I think that you can beat the system is by exposing them. Mm -hmm. Expose your emails. Expose your evidence. If that judge doesn't want to hear your evidence, don't kind of that judge anymore. Expose them. Send them a clear law violation notice. And all we can do is hope and pray that the FBI finally does their job, finally closes them down. I mean, what I is the whole, what's the whole purpose of the FBI being there? And they even have it on their website, color law, acting under color of law. But they do nothing to these agencies. Like, is the FBI getting profits? Makes me wonder if they're getting profits mm -hmm. too. If getting, or are, are, they, are they helping, you know, traffic children? Are they helping murder these children? That's one of my main concerns about this all is that my kids are going to die in foster care. Mm -hmm. How terrible. I'm so sorry. You know, and um, I don't know what would happen. Hmm. I, mean, I really don't know what would happen because, you know, I just think they don't need they don't need my family to help me with nothing. 
they don't need me to go to therapy to make money off, you know, the therapist to make money off of my pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kids for cash racket. It's all a yeah. racket. And it is. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, it just like, how do you explain to your kid when they turn 18, they turn 21, and they come home and they say, Mom, you didn't do this for me, or Mom, you didn't do that for me. I'm like, uh, do you want to see it? Mm-hmm. They'll be looking at a lot of paperwork to a see lot. what happened it's and how hard, hard it got. It's hard to put the puzzle together, but it's like, you know, they need to know that, you know, these, these, these treatment plans, they're false. Mm-hmm. They make them up. That's the truth. They make them up because, I mean, I looked at them and I started to compare them like the way Martin Lynch told me to. Hmm. And uh, I can tell they make them up because. Man, that is so wrong. Uh. Well, they were adding my progress to, to, you know, Mark's. They were adding my um, everything I completed. They said that that um, you know, he need, now he needed to complete it. It's like okay, well, are you gonna make him complete it? You can't make someone do what they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering about this all too. Is this you know how come the social security office is not doing nothing? Why are they believing that this man has a disability? Mm-hmm. There's no proof anymore. I mean, it's over 10 years ago, over maybe more than 10 years ago that, that he had an autism diagnosis. Somebody that has a disability that is really autistic does not have the mental capacity to rape anybody. Mm-hmm. Does not have the mental capacity to uh, be narcissistic or gaslight or dismiss or lie about the case. Like he lied to his attorney. I know he lied to his attorney. Mm-hmm. And the worst part of it all is she believes him. She, I mean, there's even an email where she's telling him that the department department doesn't have any. Uh, you, you don't have to take domestic violence or any of this stuff. I'm like, okay, but that's how he that's how he was able to suffocate Esmeralda. <laughs> and, and another thing is like my kids them them being placed with burn debt. Bernadette Fuentes. She's not suitable to take care of my kids. She's left the fire on her house. They mm-hmm. could burn themselves. So, you know, Mark Jr. can burn himself. And um, see what I mean? What's even there when it happened? They did nothing. They did nothing to her at all. I can guarantee she has no psychological assessment, no neuropsychological assessment, nothing. And that's because she was able to Afford an attorney to adopt a granddaughter. Mm. I don't care who who the state who, who anyone anyone adopts. It doesn't give them a free pass to abuse more kids or to start destroy more families. Well, I know I'm going to have you back on the podcast again, so you can update us as we go with through your case. Yeah, and yeah, I'll be back um, probably a little after this hearing maybe in a few months. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by then I will have 
some good news and hopefully my kids did come you know will will come home back home to me and to David because you know David does follow through with a lot of things he's very consistent with things um you know him and Mark do have similar uh personalities but not really in the sense of um like when it comes to parenting mm-hmm. David is an actual better parent than Mark mm-hmm. he he actually listens to the kids and um you know he he takes care of them really he took care of them really good when when i there you know they're with him mm-hmm. um you know hmm. he's not yeah. like mark who just who just you know picks the favorite kid and mm-hmm. ignores holly like mark does mark ignores holly and ismael is the golden child and you know there's all the attention to Esmeralda and leaves Holly out. That's why Holly is always looking for me. You know, when she when she sees me, she's mm-hmm. so happy because she knows I pay attention to her. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah. Now, when parents contact you, because I know parents are contacting you all the time for, you know, um, their their issues. What what is your email that you like to be contacted, or just through Facebook? Uh, my email is uh, mo underscore mo underscore hugs twenty two at yahoo dot com, and um, you know, I really I, I think I said this before in the last show with you, and um, so I want to say this again to parents. I really really encourage people to come forward and um, take a look at the parental briefs that I have. I, that's what I call it because I really don't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it, it really tells people what CPS does that's illegal, and it right. shows parents their. And I really hope that more people will use it. Because mm-hmm. I think you are a wealth of information. I'm always researching because you know there's always something new to learn. Like I recently learned that um, superintendents for school. They have um, oath of office as well. Hmm. They have an oath of office there to follow as well. So, you know. Well, I've seen them treat target parent, non-custodial parents horribly. I've noticed that. I also want to say, um, I want to leave somebody with this, whoever's listening. Um, there is a document on the Social Security website, or on the the this website called um, USA.gov, where um, you can print it out from the Social Security area and um, file it with Social Security to show them how you've um, been a parent to your kids, how how many times you've seen them, what you provided, how much. It kind of um, shows what you've done. Mm-hmm. To provide for your kids, and if you have receipts, if you have um, screenshots of anything, it'd be a good thing to do. Send the social security, so that way, if the parent that you know has the legal custody um, tries to say something different to somebody else, you have that proof. Sent it to them that you, you know, you are supporting your kids. You are being the parent. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good uh, piece of information. And um, 
don't jump off, okay? Um, Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms that do in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petri, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Monica, another guest here in the future. Thank you again, Monica. Thank you. <laughs>